0: All right, guys, we are back with Sports Insider Radio, football NFL edition. We're going to break down these games. We're going to break down the lines. We're going to break it all down with Big Mike and David Miller. So, Mike, talk to me, brother. You were golfing this morning?
1: Yep, so we had a – it's finally thawed out enough over here in Baltimore. Uh, We had, obviously – You know, some snow last week. It's been, you know, I think last Saturday it was below zero, which is the first time in many years here because we've had some mild winters. But finally it's thawed out enough where I was able to get out there. I still needed my little hammer to get the tea in the ground. But, you know, we we made it happen, made it here for the radio. So I think we're over the hump for the winter. Unfortunately, whatever that means, whenever – we say we're over the hump for the winter. That means we're basically at the tail end of football. But, you know, there's still whoa, whoa, a lot whoa, 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 of more you know, to, to go. No, 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 no.
0: Today's uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Today's Groundhog's Day. Six more weeks of winter. He saw a shadow. Sorry, man. Is that what it was? I thought they canceled the celebration. No, no. Punxsutawney Phil. Six weeks, Groundhog's Day. Every day's Groundhog's Day. But today's legitimately Groundhog's Day. So we got six more weeks of you ice, ice, ice golfing.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's football was fantastic. I mean, could you remember, and I know you're not a huge fan of the game, but can you remember the last time that the playoffs were this good, this competitive? I mean, we talked about it last week where we had four games, three of them went right to the wire Field goals, walk off field goals. One went to overtime. And then we had another game go to overtime and another game that was basically a one possession game till the end. So, you know, amazing run, amazing product. I know Dave and myself were on the Rams early in the week, laying three. So obviously we pushed. But if you were betting the Rams at, at post at three and a half, you were a loser. And, and that's really the emphasis that we strive to basically make the client follow the number. I mean, we say this time and time again, the easiest way when you're able to retain a product like Dave's and follow it for the month is not to wait till Sunday to wager, it's to get the exact number that Dave wants you to play it at with the right price. Because at the time when Dave put out the Rams early in the week, they were minus. They were laying three minus 110. Obviously, if you're jumping on and you're trying to buy at the three on Sunday morning, you're laying 135. So it completely takes away from the big sample size. And again, in that game, it didn't matter. It was a push. But over a large enough sample size, if you're losing those numbers at three or whatever it was and you're having to buy up to it, now you're spending a lot more money the even to break even because of the high juice that you're paying. So for the average gambler, he can't wrap his mind around understanding that it's all about the time you place the wager, not the actual wager itself because most people, what they do is they, they wager on Saturday and whatever they're down. Um, they look to make it all back on Sunday. There's not really any money management. It's the money management of that week where they're trying to retain their losses all in one day because there's two NFL games that they're going to watch. They completely forget about the college basketball board. They forget about the NBA. And and when you really you know it's, instead of focusing on one particular sport that happens to be the one that everybody's watching, there's a lot of opportunities out there. So I think you know what what this show is all about is the education to the so-called gambler. That wants to actually be educated how to become a trader, and you know it, it's hard. It's hard work. I mean, you know, we talk about it week after week. I mean, I've probably watched that Spencer video about twenty-five times now, Dave. Um, and wow. thanks. The, 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 well, it's just I get the re, I have it up, <laughs> and I, I send it to clients, and you know, it's there's so much useful information and about the whole concept. Because again, I've spent minimal time with you in person while you're doing it, it kind of gives me the feeling when I'm watching the video that, you know, it's all about timing. It's all about execution. And you put this in front of anything else. While most of these gamblers, they don't, they have families, they have jobs, they have careers, they're doing everything first. And then they're trying to, Look on their phones and try to get the best of number or they're while they're in the casino, they're able to wager because it's entertainment. You have the whole business angle to it, which most people don't or can't wrap their minds around prior to the video. But now that the video has been out there and it's been there for a couple of weeks and we've had, you know, hundreds of thousands of views now, it's very relevant that what you do is hard. And that's why what you do can be replicated by somebody who wants to purchase your product. Try it out for the month and really make some, some really good financial returns.
2: Yep. <clears throat> Sorry, something's in my throat. So what's uh, going on? Yeah. Snowing here. What's going, in, uh, what's going on
1: up there? And What's going on? It's it snowed in right now?
2: Yeah. I mean, you could walk places, but driving's kind of tough. I guess you could drive There's some cars, but not that many. So, this is... Good time to work out, right? Do this and then work out.
1: You have any? Uh, do you ever go skiing up there? No,
2: I still haven't yet, and I've had a million invites from the people I've met. So that's one of my goals is to do that. Not sure when I'll do it, but at some point, it's always there, so I'm not sweating it. What right, about you? Can't be that far away. It's not so. That my far friends
1: away. Not... actually. Uh... My friends just went this past weekend. Um, I'm basically one of those guys that completely avoids any trips from A to A, which is August to April. I, I don't do any trips. I don't go away. I try to be here, present, <clears throat> in work mode, in grind mode, because this is where the value is. Obviously, after that, and, and like Dave yourself, you know, in recent years, pre-COVID, you would take a lot of your cruises in the summer. And I'm very similar at that point when it's summertime. I do a lot of weekend trips. But, you know, skiing, being in the winter, um, at least from around here, um, you know, I I just don't have time to go away.
2: John, what about you? I love that A to A. The A A to A, 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 maybe. I'm kind of the same,
1: but. John, you do any
0: skiing? No, uh, I tried once, and I'm never trying again. I, I I can skateboard, though. I can drop into a pool at 49 years old and skateboard with the best of them. Skiing, not so much. But, Dave, let's talk about one thing. Mike used the word gambler. We've been getting a lot of calls, obviously, of interest off your video. But this is one of the things that I guess it's like deductive reasoning. A lot of people have either they don't want to acknowledge it, and I want you to acknowledge it on the air so we can archive this, um, you know, like people will call up and they see what you're doing. And then they literally, after watching a 25 minute video, or maybe watching it multiple times and calling up and being little reviewers saying how great the video was. And then they literally, at, then they literally say, can you just show me what Dave can do today? And then I'll join. I, I, I literally am speechless. Like how does somebody watch that video? understand that you could care less about individual results of individual games. Then they call up, and all they care about is, can you give me a parlay tonight? (laughs) So what is your response respectfully to those people that call with that stick? Because it's more than you would think, and it's quite shocking to me. Because, again, if you break down that video in real time, you see it's work. You see it's a business. You see you're not a gambler. I like to. I think you consider yourself more of an advantage player, an edge better, um, not a gambler, um, just like a trader in the financial markets on Wall Street. And so I, I'm just wondering how. I want to hear it from the from the, the horse's mouth, so to speak. Like somebody calls here and says, "Yeah, I just watched David, Could you give me a game tonight to show me he's any good?" What's your response?
2: <laughs> the sample size. I mean, there's really nothing else you can say. Talk about sample size. Because <clears throat> yeah, just wanting a winner for the night—it's possible, but it's yeah, need, need a big sample size. What do you guys say? I'm curious. I'll let Mike answer that question. That doesn't—that's not how it works. I don't know. What, would, what do you say to that? I mean,
1: it, it's so hard because their their minds are programmed for instantaneous gratification. It's—it it has no. And even after they watch 25-minute video, and a lot of guys like re- of recent days are watching the video first and then um, you know following the instructions of basically looking at your Instagram account, seeing all the transparency, um, seeing basically all the documentation about who you are and verifying what they watch in the video is, is pretty damn accurate. Um, and then what they do is they buy the one day product and they say well let's just see what he does for the day and i and i explain to them and it still doesn't ring through because unfortunately of late and this is just probably in the last couple of days so it's, that's why it's fresh in my head it's a lot of guys that are very very young they're not used to running a business they're not used to you know trading or gambling for very long to begin with and you know that it's just a young crowd that has no logic of long-term growth they haven't been trading stocks for years they haven't been in the crypto market for years they really haven't been in sports they're just sports gamblers so they don't understand the concept of time and and getting a financial return over a month or getting a financial return that's going to out, you know, outdo their four hundred one k or outdo their their, you know, Ameritrade account. They don't have that baseline or anything to compare it to, so it's really hard for me as an educated adult to basically talk to a child of sorts and and try to get them to understand. So it's it's difficult at times because they're just it's like they're too gullible. Like they think every game you have, Dave, should win. <laughs> they they. They really believe that it's like, wow, the guy's that good. He knows how to beat the number. He's a, like, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not a fortune teller. He just has a model that he follows consistently, and no matter what, he doesn't chase and he doesn't get emotional if he loses. And he knows long term, the product works and the system works. So that's really the, of late is what I'm running into, Dave. But um, again, it's it's the age difference. And it's hard for you know it's even me if I go back to when I was 21 years old, I don't think I'd be able to understand that. Like my brain, I didn't have enough experiences in life and other businesses to understand what you do. So, you know, that's my little two cents about what I've been dealing with on the front lines. I'm sure John can agree with me. Well,
0: it is amazing. Like I was saying to somebody, you know, uh, you know, like you were saying on your. Um, your telegram or your your story, you've got a, some good inquiries. It seems like, like I said, there's just a disconnect. And, again, I get it. Like a lot of people just originally get in betting, into betting because it's get-rich-quick. They see some guy hit a $20 correct score parlay and make 590000 at FanDuel, and they're chasing parlay dreams and riches because if you spend enough time on gambling Twitter – and I don't know if you do, Dave, you know, all these people broadcast are parlay tickets. I had an eight-teamer. I had a seven-teamer. I had a nine-teamer. I had a two-teamer with the correct score. So you're just creating this environment. And then the sportsbooks themselves that are legal, they're marketing these wins to try to show the player, you know, how easy it is. Now we talk about positive uh, expectancy and closing line value. Tell all the listeners out there, how many successful parlay bettors do you know where it's the main part of their betting strategy?
2: Not yeah, not many. No, not, not many it. or none. No, none. Well, some people chase the the parlay cards, the stale numbers. You can make a no, lot. I'm not of
0: talking about that. that. I'm talking about yeah. I'm talking about just daily betting at
2: the sports book, right? Well, they would just do correlations. They would just focus on correlations, and, <clears throat> and then just bet only correlations. Yeah, and then you can win on those. But you have a lot of. And what do you do?
0: Just for the for, the for
2: the for the newbies
0: out there, what do you? Def- what is? Can you ex- expand on that? What a correlation is like when you hear Isn't the term favorite, correlated parlay. Favorite,
2: maybe <clears throat> explain a that: a big favorite to the over and a big dog to the under. And it, it especially works on just one half of play because that's a massive correlation there's half the time like if you can take a football game excuse me second half plus seven and a half to under 24 you know this is a massive edge stuff like that depending on what the market prices are but just going around randomly betting parlaying two things that aren't correlated and just trying to get rich quick yeah nobody nobody does that So, did you see that yeah.
0: ticket? That twenty dollars ticket?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What yes. did you?
0: What was your opinion of that?
2: Did they have a dream? <laughs> I don't know. This <laughs> is like they had a dream.
0: Like, there's just no science behind betting correct scores, right? You're just literally gambling, like on the lottery
2: numbers, correct? Well, I don't know about that because, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, something I thought. I don't know. Someone could have. Someone could have. Some math guy could have figured out. Wait a minute! Could have figured out. Wait a minute! Twenty-seven to twenty-four exact score here is the break even. Is this? Um, I don't know. People can find exact score edges, but it was probably just some random guy that picked two scores. Although I do, I do think he had multiples of seven and three, so he did that part right. Right. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Do I think the bet had an edge? Probably not. Could it have? Though it's possible.
1: Well, and I mean, so, you know, when I, when I see those things, most of these guys, it's like, so uh, I take it back to when we just went down to our local casino here, and there was two people in front of me, and an hour later, I was finally able to get to the ticket machine and put in a wager. <laughs> so what, what, what that means is there's a lot of people out there with the legalization of sports betting. They're comfortable making 35 $10 wagers a day in which they're all parlaying and they're all just taking lottery tickets. And it's like basically like somebody buying, you know, Powerball numbers, even though that's completely generic, here they're actually given a an odds on, you know, these crazy return parlays of which now you're able to see. And so out of the the millions of variations of wagers that were put through on Sunday, we're seeing the one that was a winner. No different than when they draw a Powerball number and that combination hits, so you know it's, it's, when it's I see that,
2: to, it's more likely to when there's a when it's a free bet that the person had an edge. That's kind of hard to explain why, but um, I, I believe it was a free bet too. It was it, it, it was right? it was part of the bonus. Yeah, it was a twenty dollar free bet. Yeah, bonus. so I don't know the, the bet could have had an edge. I'll be honest with you guys because I know those I know those. Um, those exact scores I know guys literally obsess over those and, and take a bunch of shots at the exact scores. Guys that have an edge that know what they're doing. So it's I'm a very big thing on in 100.
0: soccer, by the way.
2: I'm not gonna say yeah, but soccer's a little different. I mean there's only right. so many scores, you know. But I but I think I think that um there there is edges on those. Because they could easily put an exact score at like Two hundred and sixty to one, and and for and some guys can figure out. No, it's like two, two more two hundred to two ten to one, and you can literally just take a bunch of shots, and then when you hit it, yeah, you just look like you're a guy that went crazy, and so you can kind of blend in to everybody else when you hit one of those things, you know. Wait, well, so I don't you're know, reverse I don't engineering. Know. Well, you're also reverse engineering. engineering. The points no, right? Total, I mean the they total look at the projected points. They look at the total, they look at the projected points for each team and then they and then they and then you do educated guesses on or not educated guesses, you you know the key numbers are worth more 21, twenty one, twenty, twenty four, twenty seven, thirty one, and then and then you you just somehow know the math. Not to the exact number what break even is, but a range. And I could see these sports books. It was at FanDuel. I could see them definitely having it off where there's an edge. I mean, they're off on everything else. No offense to them. I mean, they just have, like we've said before, they've got so many things going, trying to get set up, that they could get caught slipping on some of those. And I know they get caught slipping on some of those. So, I don't know. Once they sell out a free bet, I'm, yeah, I'm going, uh-oh, this might be an edge. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And you
1: and you of course saw uh our boy um in Georgia our good friend that has a uh, piece of that nice little parlay that they've been uh they've been hedging the opposite Dave Miller philosophy they actually hedged it last week where they had the the two team parlay for the Georgia Bulldogs they made it last March the Georgia Bulldogs to win it all followed by in a parlay with the Rams to win it all so they had a you know a decent wager, which is it's getting a six figure return. And in last week, they
2: went to the think hedge. They did the an money edge, to begin with. What's that? Uh, just a wild guess, uh, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, he's in the driver's seat. Well, they took they did a hedge last week where they did the
1: money line and the spread on San Fran, and obviously you know they they pushed because the spread covered in the money line lost. So I think now they have a, a decent opportunity, obviously because they're getting good value again with the dog side to, to do the same or just, or just do the spread and try to win both. And what would you so in your, in your instance, when you've done this in the past, you never hedge it. You just let it ride.
2: Well, I mean, there's, it's just a question that's tough to answer. Do you like the other side? Is the public side that side? What's the market price? Can you get down a lot? Why did you make the bet in the first place? If you're going to keep hedging it, if that original bet had an edge, I I'm just focused on that one. This what would you do a in this end question? To answer. What was that? If you
1: have the Bengals plus four right, if you have the Bengals plus four right now, terrible. then And you're able to get down whatever you want.
2: There's a I'm saying if you bet, get four and, and a half now. We- let me
1: look. Knowing you have the Rams' money line for the big parlay to hit,
2: would you take four yeah, and a half? Bet, first bet is irrelevant. First bet's irrelevant. Would I just bet plus four and a half? I don't know. I don't know. I don't
1: know. I mean, you have to, what's the payout? 150, yeah, I think. doesn't matter either. On a $1,000 wager. Right, well guys, you say it doesn't no,
0: no, no, matter, Dave, but let's talk I mean, come on, Dave. You have a free you have a free way to cash
2: in something. Doesn't matter, man. Like, okay, what if I have a bunch of pre game NBA bets and I got twenty thousand coming and I'm gonna I'm up by twelve in the fourth. Completely relevant to my next bet at that point in time. Doesn't matter what I have coming, doesn't matter what I risk. That's how amateurs think. I'm just being honest. But I mean, all, all good, it's all entertaining with you. I guess well, it's
1: am per- Well, it's funny because I'm hearing your perspective, and it's really good for the listener to understand how black and white you are with the methodology of what you're going through in your head. Like in my mind, as a gambler, and obviously a trader, but most of the time I'm just reciprocating your trade. But in my trader, mind,
2: a if real trader, about- a real trader would okay makes bet one and doesn't think like a real trader bet makes the play. And I don't know if he had an, I didn't know if he's checked prices and I don't, I don't know what the, what was happening on bet one. <clears throat> My friend said it was a, uh, Georgia parlay. Correct. Matt Stafford. I don't know. He was making jokes and he, he was real excited for him too. Um, but, a real trader doesn't go well. What it, you're bet you're making all bets for an edge, and you're not scared money. You're you're going in okay. That's how a real trader is. We're not going like okay. Well, we just don't we don't. The word hedge is just it's. And I don't know. I don't know. He's doing good with money too. So it's pretty shocking that he's so worried. But you're you're not. The word hedge is not in a real pros vocabulary. We're not, we're not hedge. We're just like, you manage your overall risk, but we're not like going, Oh, we need to hedge every Everything's sitting good. Like nobody I know does that really. I mean, maybe, maybe Twitter guys just sit there all day and have nothing to do. If that's, they do that. But I just, I don't, I don't believe in it unless you like the other side. What? That's
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I see your point. I guess in a single-game scenario. Should
2: I hedge every single NBA bet sitting good in the fourth quarter? I think
1: it's a little, to me, it's a little bit different than an individual game wager where you're hedging your bets. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying you made the wager 11 months ago. You've had an entire season of the Georgia Bulldogs that had to run through and lose to Alabama and the SEC championship, then run the table in the playoff, got there. Then you have the Rams. They got through the season, finally. They finally win a playoff game. They win another one. Now they win it. It's like you have all this momentum and all this invested time that you've put through watching these two teams over the last, you know,
2: obviously you're not and watching this it for all the first of five, it. six this months Thousand dollar bet, so we're gonna dedicate a bunch of energy bet. and time. Uh, I don't right. know. I just I bet it, and okay, let's see what happens. But if I ever like the other side, I wouldn't go. Okay, I'm scared. I'm scared right now. Let me. Like, I I wouldn't go on. I'm just being honest. I wouldn't go on Twitter. Oh, everyone help! I, I would be like, okay, do I like the other side? I. This is what I would do. I'd go. Okay, do I like the other side? If I do. Okay, now I'm gonna analyze it. Maybe maybe I'd go on Twitter then. But to just make a thousand dollar bet and go on Twitter and spend a bunch of energy and time and ask everyone's opinion. I bet too much in the first place if I'm doing that. Then I would just No, I, agree. Me I mean I'm just I'm not even looking for the yeah, hedge. Let's be honest. Mentally,
1: I'm looking for the middle. I have a four and a half point middle that I'm able to win both wagers no matter what. I'm not saying do even money on both sides of the equation but
2: nobody, still have the no mature things like that pros don't think like that no, okay no zero no or you're gonna you're a long-run loser because yeah i can't imagine every game i have in the well let me
0: back. i want to just let me let me let let since we we're, we're we're talking about these strategies let's talk about this so you know billy walters was featured on 60 minutes 10 years ago. he wouldn't have public anybody can google isn't it a known fact, edge. unless I'm wrong and I don't know him personally, that a majority
2: of the money that he made was milling both sides of the games? Yeah, but he did it. He did it strategically. He didn't do it being scared. He w- he said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay three here. I like the initial position. All the followers are gonna lay four, and that has no edge. But they don't quite understand that. And now they're gonna they're gonna all pump it up to five and a half where I have an edge the other way. This is the way he did it." So he was just using the fact that people were chasing his bets. At no point was he scared of of, of bet. He was just going, okay, I'm going to use everybody else chasing my bets, and I'm going to basically own them. They're going to make minus EV bets and pump prices for me. That's how he did it.
0: And what about if somebody last week would have bought you pushed on the Rams? You were you know you were on Instagram with your buddy Randy. He had the winner plus four. And what about a, is this just buying to three and a half and then middling trying to middle the game?
2: No pros do that as well, right? No, nobody's solid No, they're gonna get minus one ten three. If you're buying it, where's the edge? You're paying you're, you're, you are you do not you're paying extra for for it. My my point is because you always bring up hedging and middling, and I don't know why you you hit a nerve when you do it. Sorry man.
0: Um, well, no, because here's the reason followers. why. Well, no, but the answer, before you answer, the answer to your question is, we're the ones dealing with the clients on the front lines that are obviously betting with more fear than a professional sports better. They're always betting on you, how not to lose, money, not how to you know, win. When you
2: say free money, you just give me. I don't know. I just lose it. I don't know. Sorry about that, too. Sorry to be... Over the top. But the word free money. Well, no, but think
0: about it. You make 50 grand a year, 75 grand a year, you have a $1,000 wager to win $150,000. That could be double your annual income for the average guy out there. Median income in the United States is about $46,000 for 250 million people. If you do a poll over the entire country, the average person makes $46,000 a year. So you got some guy. Let's not take our buddy. Just some guy somewhere. He bets this Georgia parlay. He makes a $1,000 bet, and now he has an opportunity where he has a, he's a guaranteed 150000 if it wins. Okay, so now he can, can get I a take back. got
2: to look at the full. Okay, you look at the full picture. So you're saying this guy makes about 40000 a year, right? Right? Okay. Right? No. Okay, where was no, your we're coaching not saying that. I'm making an that example. That was a huge mistake. What was your coaching there? Because that's a huge mistake if your bank rolls 40000 my point is everyone got themselves into a bad spot, in your mind in a good spot, in mine a bad. They overbet their bankroll. That guy in the long run, it doesn't matter what you tell him, he's going to lose all his money back. Anyone that would put, what, what is that, 2.5%? Uh, yeah, 2.5% of their bankroll on something that pays, what did that pay, 100 to 1 or something? Where was the coaching there? It's a terrible bet. That's my point. It's like well, no. you got the guy got himself into a bad spot in your mind, a good spot in mine, a bad spot from the beginning.
1: Well, you know, it's to be transparent. Obviously, this person is not in that category. Uh, there was a couple people invested in this <clears throat> specific parlay, and it, in their instance, it was small money of their overall network. But my point, it's it just in my mind, I look at it. If I've had eleven months. Invested into this one particular wager, why am I going to have a variance of a potential injury to a star quarterback ruin me making something
2: off the equation? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not I get saying it. it's scary I, get much. It. I get it, but you know, I have, just the word "free money" kills me. I don't know why. It just—it's wait, like, wait, wait,
0: wait! I, I just want to take a—I just want to take a different approach here.
2: Step away from the betting.
0: If I told you that you have $150,000 guaranteed to you, if, any, if just guaranteed, 149000 because you invested $1,000 $1, to possibly net 149000 And I had a way where I could guarantee myself a profit. Isn't that free money? I mean, look, technically, isn't it free money? You may not like the word,
2: but, but, okay, but the, so, the,
0: the wager gonna... that you're making after no, the initial wait, wager okay. is a risk-free wager.
2: So we're going to just take five steps and go, well, let's forget about step one. No, the the life doesn't work like that. Markets don't work like that. Pros don't think like that. No. I'm not saying him hedging is bad. Maybe he's – what I don't know what he's – he's got money. That's why it's kind of like, why are we even doing this? But my thing is, like – Every single dollar bet you need to have an edge. He is smart though. He I I don't know much about the story. Randy's really following it, I think, on Twitter. Um he's not taking the minus cash out. You would probably take that. You would probably take the guaranteed cash out, right? Calling it free money. No, I would I would I would let it ride
1: and then have a smaller wrong. smaller percentage of it on the four and a half where I'm, I'm basically, basically looking to
2: either yeah, yeah okay. win yeah, a high percent. can do that. Yeah, if you're shopping around and you're just get lining up all other fundamentals, it's not that bad. And, you can, and if you're good enough, I guess you can get it to break even. But just the whole free money line of thinking is, is we've got to get rid of this, boys. Aren't we trying to get people to do things right? I'm <laughs> sorry. You guys well, like no, it I think when I'm cheated. That caught me. No, it's you're, it's a very good
1: argument, and it's a great topic for conversation. I mean, John has a point. I see everybody's no, he angle. He has I mean, no from... point.
2: And then we spent 45 minutes in the parking lot of that radio time, the time the Nationals played I remember. in the World Series. Yeah, and you were just the whole time going, oh, free money. No, it's free money. Come on, we've got to get people to think equity. Okay, think well, so not, free not money free is defined money. as the wager
0: that you make will guarantee – doesn't guarantee that you could lose money free money in my mind is you have a wager so you, have you ever traded options
2: no free money is an arbitrage then call it what it is okay and even then you're, fair enough even then it's not free because you could something could go wrong when you're clicking in the second the, the either the buyer the seller or for our case in our case the buying each team that's free money he has equity right now, expected value, whatever you want to call it. Everyone that made that bet has has value. So, if they're going to do everything right, bet the other side at and ha- if they're going to make minus EV bets, just because they want to guarantee money coming back, that is just not good advice. Just saying, can't do it. And I don't think he's doing that. But I think ninety-nine percent of well, people would do that. Well, they did they it. Minus- I, I assume
1: based on, I mean, I assume based on what they did last week. What I, what I heard was a twenty
2: percent offset on
1: a hedge. So at least it they're catching no matter what.
2: Though, but it was probably something break even. I mean, if I had to guess, or I, it pains it me to say, it was a twenty percent on the overall. It was. It was no, a twenty percent wager. Yeah. over the what overall parlay financial return. Made, what, were, what were his prices? What were the, what was the market dealing? It, I hope it was something. I hope he found a good angle, like a book took a stand on the Rams, and there was expe- either break even at worst. It would pay me if my crew was vetting 1% or 2% losers in fear of losing money or wanting free money. It would pay me, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, though. I don't know. Randy was real into it. I was I was making bets, and I felt like I should get more into this. But who cares? The thousand dollar bet made eleven months ago. I don't. I just can't imagine all my bets in the fourth quarter. I'm just going. Oh, I got! I to get free money here. I, I can't imagine. You're seeing it's a one-time do, thing. Do your, that, but... do your sports
0: books don't do don't some of your sports books offer that cash out option?
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah. But and what is the purpose of need? that? They basically... Right. They want okay. people to think like you and think things are free money, and they get the best of it when they offer that because they're screwing you on the price. And 99% of people do think like the free money. They think that. They go, well, this is free money. So every single person that's hitting cash out on those things, in the long run, the, the book loves that because they're, they're making a lot off of that. I don't think there's any way someone in my crew would do that. No way. Because they understand that. And actually you can find cash out mistakes sometimes, but we're just pretty – we're real busy over here to, to look for them. But there's been a few that I've seen.
0: So yeah, let's, talk about, NFL... right. well, let's talk about this NFL – Let's talk about the NFL forth. football game. Let's let's talk about the NFL football game. You know, everybody and their mothers just acting like Cincy doesn't have have a chance. We're not talking about the spread right now. We're just talking about winning outright just for uh, the money line purposes. I mean, obviously – any anything can happen in every, any given game, as we saw this season. But were, were you shocked to see multiple different prices on Sunday night after the game, Well, I was seeing three and a half, four, four
2: and a half, fifty,
0: forty nine, forty eight, all simultaneously
2: across the world? it just no? It just had just it had just come out, and the limits were smaller. That's 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 well, three and a half to four and a half is not. Not that big, big of a move when when it right. first comes out. Like if it did that right now and went to three and a half everywhere, then it would be a it'd be a pretty big move for a Super Bowl or an injury. But yeah, who do, do you like, John? What's your pick? Let's hear your pick. On the side. On the side. I mean, I like
0: I I'm a square. I like the the favorite. But that doesn't mean anything. I don't, that's just my but opinion. But I don't think no can really be appreciate. a square in the Super Bowl. It's only one game. Yeah, that's true. A lot of times, I mean, I like them, but, what the I, what I, but the square move that you don't like is that if I do like the Rams enough to bet them, I'm going to bet them the same way I bet them last week, which is I went to the sports book, and I know you're going to kill me for this. I bet the money line. No, I don't think it's God – the favorite, but I, but you're supposed to do that right before. The I don't year. like I don't like laying five. I've been conditioned by old school bookmakers on the East Coast. Take the five or bet the money line. It's just the way I've been brought up. I mean, and I'm 49 years old, and it just sticks in my craw to watch a team win by three when I'm laying four and a half or five. So, you know, perfect example was Randy was jumping up and down, and you pushed, and I catch the money line.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the same one usually. However, in Super Bowls, they do drop the money line, the favorite, on the money line right before the game, usually. That's kind of the go-to. Right. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that, and then I thought this guy was just making that up. And then I looked for it for a few years in a row and noticed. Oh, he's right. Because most people, most people, like, most people lay the points with the favorite or they'll take the dog on the money line. Because you uh, get a lot of people. Of yeah, it, well, a lot of people. Well, you're, that means you're probably doing things right on that. Your free money concept's terrible. But it did get me awake. <laughs> I was kind of tired. Now I'm wide awake. Thank you, John. Um, no problem. Yeah, so most, people, most people, yeah. No, the favorite on the money line right before the game is is the, is the go-to for taking the favorite, if that makes sense across
0: all football games at post, or only in the Super Bowl?
2: No, the Super Bowl. And here's, here's why. Here's why. Percentage-wise, more people take the dog on the money line than than in other games. Because, and they don't understand. They just get a, a lot of recreational betters, and they just go, "I want to bet the the like if they say, 'I want to bet the Bengals.' Oh, to win or the spread, basically. You know, pretend you don't bet, and you hear that. I would probably say to win. I think they're going to win. <laughs> you know,
0: it's like so. Yeah,
2: and, and then the last Well,
0: what'll be interesting get, is up. yeah. Well, what'll be interesting is next week on February ninth when we do this radio show we will be a few days away from the Super Bowl. My personal opinion is in a week from now when we are following up on the the the, the, the lines, I don't think there's going to be much movement. What about you? between no. this Wednesday and next
2: Wednesday? No. I don't think so. Probably the same line.
0: So now I'm going to ask you. Who, who, do, you, who do you like as a, not as a way, uh, your just opinion before you get into the wagering?
2: No field, but if I was going to bet the other side of that, that ticket or whatever, I would, I would, I would probably do it now. Got it. So you got plus. 184 is the highest one I see. Cuz I'm telling you it probably drops before the Super Bowl. And people and the other thing is people people your average person wants the Cinderella story to happen. So when all that game day money comes in the the money line should drop. I don't know though. I can't I can't say that confidently, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty confident, but I'm not 100. Nothing's 100%. You know. But this is a classic Cinderella story. It's not. It's not the Rams playing the Chiefs, where there's not really a Cinderella. And this is just what I've seen. When today. you were
0: watching the game with Randy, were you as excited as he was? I know you were doing your Instagram story, but I mean, do you enjoy these great playoff games? They were great games. Did you enjoy yeah. watching them, or you really didn't care? Yeah,
2: yeah, but I wasn't yelling, and he was throwing things at the TV. I wasn't doing all that, but. I, at one point, I thought he—I thought I was in trouble—and I said, "Oh, he got me. That's fine." But then he—he he did say, "Oh, you got a chance for a push," I think. And then it happened.
1: Maybe we need. And then when they turned maybe it we need over, to get Randy on the show over.
2: next week. You sure? If he wants, to do, if you guys want him, he'll do it. And got I Randy. Know, I mean, he's got to—he's
1: got he has got to let me know if we should hedge or not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, he he, he 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 has a couple of leaks. He was saying, "Oh, I would hedge it all," and it's, I, I think I heard the word "free money" once. So Ooh, was, I like Randy. He was, he was irritating me. Oh
0: man, that's yeah, going to be fun when we get together and go out. We'll both be yelling
2: "free money." <laughs> no, the worst was that day with the Nationals. You were like, "It's free money." Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And then you whipped your camera out, and you and you go, "It's free money." <laughs> no, it's not.
0: We have it on YouTube. Yes, it is on YouTube. It is on YouTube. And uh, you know, it, and, you know, and like I said, you your analytical mind because you are a professional. And I going back to this. If somebody asks you what you do, so let me ask you: You meet someone, they ask you what you do. Hey, Dave, no, what do you do? no. And then I, hate they don't know you. you. No, they no don't know anything you.
2: about you. Do you say I'm an advantage I mean, player? You know, you know what I hate the most when people go like this. This is. This is the one I've heard a few times from people that... Actually, yeah, I've heard it three times, maybe. They go, what if all of a sudden $10 million could be yours? Would you take the cash-out option for four $4,900,000? For $4, it's like, come on, man. Like, now you're just being a... Well, that's what it's like to us. Average people, we have that type of money coming. That's the one I can't stand when I hear that. Because <laughs> it's like, man, you're, now you just... You're, <laughs> Get this out of here! Change the so let me ask you:
0: what, what, when somebody asks you what you do for a living, are you a professional sports better, Are you an advantage player? Are you a trader? What What do you tell the stranger that has zero idea who you are? All of the above.
2: I'm all of the above. But if somebody had to pinpoint you on your, I'm sorry, I consider myself all of the above.
0: No, I know, but let's say you have, you can only put one thing on your uh, on your profile. Would it be a trader, an advantage player, a professional sports better?
2: You're killing me today. Um, I know. It's fun. I'm trying to keep you up. But you want me to get like this, so you, it works. Of course. Good job. If people want to hear this kind of drama. <clears throat> um, uh, if I can only put one? Right. I, I guess advantage, advantage player, I guess.
0: And I was going to say, if you had to tell me what you would pick, I was going to say advantage player. Because my, my whole thing is you have a strategy and a reason why you're making a wager no different than you have a strategy or a reason why you're playing poker or you're playing the machines. Or, is, there's always an advantage behind it. Let me ask you, are there, with all the people that you know, is there a game in the casino not related to sports that's unbeatable? Where there's no advantage, or because of the bonuses that all these games
2: and the casinos Kino. give
0: away, there's in advance. Keno is unbeatable.
2: It's unbeatable. The only time
0: that so I I have a client in, in Vegas there. that made two hundred eighty thousand at keno, and he claimed that he just had it. He had some system. Where, and so you're saying he was just being delusional? Oh, you're killing me today.
2: I'm glad we only have to do this one week. A keno strategy now, really? Well, the guy okay, literally made two hundred. 200- no, actually, he could have only.
1: Come on, give him, give him a break, John. John, you no. got to give him a break. No, there's one way. It was no, a no, south point to boot. Can...
2: Okay, <laughs> never mind. I don't think he had an edge. Never mind. I don't think he had an edge. Oh, you understand oh
1: Dave. is going to start run... He's. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day today. I don't know if it's oh, going to like take... all
2: shaking, and I can't handle him. <laughs> I can only take him once a <laughs> week. Man, I love you, brother. I love you. I love you. I love you.
0: I love you. No, but you know, I was wondering so do you believe Okay, let me ask you. You said Keno, but I want to know for inquiring minds that have asked me if you knew the answer. Is there an edge in roulette? Like when I look at roulette, I say there's no edge. I don't know anything. It's just to me it seems completely random.
2: Well, you cut me off? You wouldn't even let me explain the Keno edge. Go ahead 5 times. Go the, ahead uh, Keno. Uh, 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 okay, so sometimes the casinos will let you go they'll run promotions where They'll double any taxable, and so anytime someone does that promotion, everybody runs to the keno, because that's the easiest way to get a taxable. <clears throat> is 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 run to the keno, if that makes sense? Because you yeah. have all the different like four spots, five spots, and and the frequency of hitting those, you will get you will get taxables more. So anytime they do that, you, because and, and you'd be surprised they've done it quite a few times. I've I've done that one twice and and I've missed I've missed it three or four times when I knew about it and that's that's when I knew about it how many times it was done outside of Vegas I don't know but but anyway even on terrible uh 70 something percent kino odds you whenever they'll double the taxables you get you have an edge and it's a really good edge usually the casino cancels the promotion well they have every time before every time that I've known of uh, they've canceled the promotion when people are are mass playing, you know, because they're taking such a huge loss. I even had a casino one, walk up to me one time, and he goes, "I really messed up, or we messed up on this promotion, didn't we?" And he goes, "Just tell me we'll we'll continue, to, we'll keep it going." And and I go, "Yeah, kind of." And so yeah, I, I take that back. He kept it going through the through the 24 hours, but he told me I could only play one machine. He just playing one machine <laughs> to cut my losses. All right. So that was pretty funny. That guy was cool. That is funny. That
0: was An advisor th- the, to the, the casino.
2: Did, no, the actual owner. Well, I had that know. in your
0: profile.
2: Advisor to the, the casino on how to not be beat. I don't know why he came up to me. Maybe I looked less serious than everyone else. And he goes, I really messed up on this, didn't I? Please tell me I won't keep it going. till, Or I I will keep it going. Because it was already like 830 at night, and it had been going nineteen, twenty hours. Got it. And he just, he just looked defeated. I remember too; he just stood there next to me. Like I didn't. It was awkward. Like, what do I say? I wish I had headphones right now. <laughs> That's uh, funny. How's, yeah, how, story, yeah.
0: Back. I know we got a few minutes left in the show. How, in terms of uh, your. I know you're all over the place, but is more in the NBA market, more in college, or just equal right now
2: for hoops? Oh, both. I love it, and I bet for value. I leave them open. I don't try to hedge them all in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's good. Yesterday was. I think mean, yes, you start cashing they, them all out in the fourth quarter. But you you bring up everything that's anomalies and. The Crazy stories from the day before. How come you didn't bring up the Warriors yesterday somehow finding a way to win?
0: Because uh, uh, I wanted to play them in the second half and I just didn't and I
2: was mad at myself
0: so I didn't want to bring it up.
2: <laughs> the Warriors yesterday basically they were minus, they opened minus two. It was going to two and a half on the road at the Spurs. Then they decided to rest everybody. So they closed like right. plus seven <laughs> and I thought, oh no. That one is two. It's in trouble. And then at one point, late in the third, I think they were down, I want to say 12 or 13. And they, they came back Yeah, they back went crazy won, in the fourth. And they covered the minor. Yeah, they won by four. Right. It that was like was 35 to 12 in the fourth. Yeah, that was the craziest thing I've seen this year. And, then, and what yeah.
0: about, like, Kansas, the Kansas-Iowa State game? And I know we have a few minutes left, but... You know the main players out for Kansas. It doesn't matter. The the line moves and doesn't matter. They still went anyway. Like that's why I said I I kind of like have a it love hate relationship
2: really with either. these late scratches. Well, he was a random scratch too. I don't. He was. I don't. I didn't even see that he was questionable. And then all of a sudden it just said out. And I'm going. Oh, that's going all the way to like plus something. And it still went from kinda, like four to one and a half. From, didn't it only go from? Well, no, the four, though, was already moving before. The four was down to two right. and a half before they even said that. So right. it's, it comes down to somebody either had that information already or it didn't move enough when he was out, you know? Right. Because doesn't that make you feel like somebody had the information already? It didn't. Come, the information didn't come out until it was two and a half. And I was thinking, right. wow, Kansas looks like a cheap buy. I might play that one around post. And then all of a sudden they said that. And then the fact that the line barely moved, I was thinking, somebody had that information already. It was somewhat factored in. And so I got screwed. Right. Okay, I'm not touching this.
0: (laughs) Well, you had a nice – well, you know, and again, like I said, are you you doing more live wagering or second-half wagering right now or equal? Well, second-half. Got it. I notice a lot of these lines are like you know very sharp in the second half. So you must have a real good edge, obviously, because I can see it all. It seems like every second half play like comes down to a bucket on the end of the game in college at least. I don't no. follow it as closely in pro, but
2: college is wild. But the, well, the second game. half of college too, there's less time, so that's all, that's one of the reasons. And right. The total is lower, so usually the totals are lower. Well, well, lower total. All
0: right, well, I appreciate you educating the public once again. We'll be back next week, and we'll break down more of the Super Bowl February 9th. Thank you, guys. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.